0: Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
1: For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
2: Hi, it's Megan Segura. And
1: Eric J. Mack.
2: And this is The Daily Dish, Bravo's official podcast.
1: So if you guys haven't already, go back and listen to the latest episode we released. It's a bonus episode all about Scary Island. It was super fun.
2: Yes, we revisited that iconic Real Housewives of New York City season three trip with Danny Pellegrino.
1: He's so hilarious. Love it. Well, today we also have, obviously, Real Housewives of New York City to talk about, Real Housewives of Atlanta.
2: Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So
1: many Real Housewives. I know,
2: and Vanderpump Rules. Of course. And then we'll wrap it all up with Rose and Thorne.
1: Plus, we have interviews with Katie and Stasi from Vanderpump Rules. They interviewed together. And we spoke to Teddy Mellencamp all about this dog drama.
2: Okay, so Atlanta.
1: My question for you is, what happened with this belt?
2: I know. I mean, it's kind of like, what's in the box? What happened with the belt? Because... Portia says that the bi-wig party, like something happens with the bell. Actually, she doesn't say it. Candy does. Right. But then Portia refuses to talk about it both in her lunch with Candy and an interview and said our friendship wouldn't recover Absolutely. if I talked about it. How
1: did it get
0: up? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not really talking about that because our relationship will be ruined.
1: I mean, there definitely had to have been some kind of... Interaction that obviously did not go well. And from what we did see and hear, we know that like Portia wanted to get out of the room, like she wanted to take her mic off, she was a little nervous. Like, there was so much activity from what we did see. So, there must have been something else that happened. But I do respect Portia for being like, I'm not going to talk about that because that just goes to show that, like, regardless of what happened with her and Nini, like, she still respects her as a friend and doesn't want to put anything else out there that might affect their relationship. So I I appreciate that. But like, I want to know.
2: I don't appreciate it. I don't respect it. <laughs> she should tell us what happened, especially if she was a victim and whatever happened. Wouldn't she want to? I mean, why does she care about protecting NeNe?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it is, you know, they've come a long way and they've had their issues in the past. So I feel like, You know, she's pregnant. She's going to be a mom. Like, there's all of these things that maybe she's kind of taking the high road and being like, I'm not going to, you know, bring up something that's going to affect our relationship. And plus, like, just from what we saw with the way Nene behaved, like, she was just in a really rough place. Everything with Greg, everything that happened at that dinner. So I think she was just sort of like, I'm not going to continue this story any further from here.
2: Andrew, who we work with, went to the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion recently. That's right. And he was giving some details about what happened. And it just sounds like Nene's still in a place.
1: Yeah. Well, we saw a little bit of that. I think there was the preview for next week's episode. First of all, we didn't have any Nene in this episode, which I think goes to kind of show that she probably really was affected by everything that went down that night and maybe needed to like take some time away from the rest of the girls but she drops a little hint next week in the preview clip where she says like we had talked about a separation so there's something else that's still going on with her and greg that's well beyond what's happening with his health and everything so you know regardless of that situation there's still so much going on with nini and just her relationship with greg
2: right what did you think about candy's dungeon party
1: well, I'll tell you what I think. I think we should go because Candy just announced that she's taking the show on the road and she's hitting like 12 cities across the country starting like in May.
2: Wow. Do you think it's going to be the full spectacle? Because there were a lot of acts.
1: Yeah, I better see Shamari. I better get a lap dance out of, you know, Cynthia. Oh, I, I got, <laughs> I got, the, I need the full thing.
2: I don't know. I was kind of with Marlo, like that face she made when Candy's like, Tell me how wet you are. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Her tongue was out. Her <laughs> eyes were like wide. It's definitely like a very gifable moment. Like, yeah. that's going to live on, I think, through gifts for the rest of our lives. But I mean, all in all, like, what I appreciate about the whole thing is that. Like Candy said in the beginning when she was planning it, she sort of turned this around. It was something that got her a lot of negative press. And when, you know, Portia brought that up and there was just a lot of, you know, consequences around that for Candy, I think. So for her to sort of switch it around and make it into something that, you know, she owns and it has control over, like, I appreciate that.
2: Yes, true. I mean, a lot of the housewives, I will say, are really good at that. Taking something that's not the most positive positive. And making it profitable for them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we hear it from Luann, and you guys will hear in a couple weeks, we'll have her interview, but she talks about kind of how that's the whole concept of her cabaret, is her sort of making fun of everything that's happened to her in the last couple of years, because she's just like, how else do I deal with it other than laugh about it and then make some money off of it? So good for them. Yeah. So you were not totally into Candy asking Cynthia how wet she was, and then asking her to repeat it.
2: Oh, my gosh. Can you say it again? It's like what came after (laughs) that was just, like, it was was a little much. I mean, you know, own your sexuality totally. I just don't need the visual of your moisture level.
1: Were you more offended by that or having to experience the colonic that Cynthia Ugh. and Eva went through earlier. Oh
2: my God, maybe that should be my thorn. But like, do not call your significant other on the phone while you're having it done. Right. Ew. And then
1: FaceTime Eva in the next room to just like check in on her too.
2: Also, don't let cameras film that happening. Ew. I mean,
1: what I will say, my favorite thing about that scene is, you know I love a good pun, and there were so many puns that came out of that scene, like full of sh- all of the things that they were saying to each other, because like you have to laugh about that, you know. Like, what else do you do in like a situation where you're about to get like something stuck right up your butt?
0: Um, <laughs> I'm watching it. It's like watching a movie. It's like a real shit show. It it's great. Like this is the best gift people. you've ever given me. The, gift
2: of <laughs> the way to Cynthia's oh heart is through her ass. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Vanderpump rules.
2: Yes, I wanted to talk to you about it because. I feel like you had a lot of opinions about Katie specifically.
1: Definitely. But also what I wanted to let our listeners know about Katie, and this came out in the after show last week, that she had a one-night stand with Carter like 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, I think they had hinted at it when we first were introduced to Carter, uh, which like it was kind of to further explain how incestuous this group is, mm-hmm. but that, uh, yeah, Katie had gone on a date with him.
1: Well, she had done more than go on a date with him, okay? (laughs) And we learned that pretty quickly. And it's really funny to watch Lisa react to it too because she's just like, oh God, like before, after Tom, like what happened, you know? And Katie's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. But yes, going back to like what you kind of initially said, I know Katie's come a really long way, but I feel like with this particular situation, she's being really, really hard on James.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the Sir Alley way, when Sandoval and Katie are really going at it, I mean, I... I kind of understood her point of view, Justin, that this isn't the first time he's said something negative about me or anyone else. And later in the episode, in interview, he calls yeah. Schwartz a weasel and Katie fatty.
0: They can both go f*** <laughs> themselves. <laughs> you, fatty, and
1: f*** you, weasel. Here's the thing about James. He starts to make progress and then all of a sudden he just goes all the way back. Like we saw it at the end of the episode too when he goes and like Tom and Tom are like, sorry, you can't come anymore. And he starts to go into that rage again, you know, and even Lisa's like, calm down. So like the second you see James making a little bit of progress, I feel like it all just, you know, he lets that anger get uh, in control of him again.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was so proud of Schwartz in this episode because he says to Sandoval at some point, I don't get to tell Katie how to feel about things. And I've learned that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yes. But I understand Sandoval wants everyone to be friends.
1: I feel like I relate to someone like Sandoval too. And I feel like we also see it a little bit in this most, uh, most recent episode of Roni with Sonia kind of being in the middle of everything. Like I understand Sandoval, like he does want everyone to sort of get along. He feels bad for James. He sees that James is working towards it, but It does come down, especially for his best friend Schwartz, like, you know, you have to have your significant others back at the end of the day. And, like, that was going to be my question to you. Like, do you think that you are just always obligated to be behind your significant other? Or is there some situations where it's like, it's wrong?
2: I definitely think publicly, yes, you have to have their back. And if... if there's something happening with someone else maybe behind closed doors when it's just the two of you you can say I don't know that I agree with you on this but yeah don't you think you have to that's a
1: really good point I think that is probably what I was sort of thinking like I feel like in the situation I would come to like Danny's defense without question but then i'd get home and i'd be like i can't believe you put me in that situation you know like then it would be like okay well now that it's just the two of us i can tell you how i really feel but like when we're in front of other people i got you
2: i mean i love this group and i can't relate in any way because they do fight and love each other like family but if aaron's friend ever talked to me the way sandoval was talking to katie I don't know, I'd be cool with them being friends yeah, still.
1: Yeah, but the thing is too, I feel like Sandoval was in a weird position and of course he he probably shouldn't have reacted that way to Katie. But I think technically if you go back and look at the footage, like yes, Sandoval brings up that they're going on this trip, but Schwartz is the one to be like, you should come. No, so, totally. Like it's a little bit like, okay, well... And I you know Sandoval then doesn't want to probably throw Schwartz under the bus to James and be like well I know Schwartz said it but like you can't actually come but I still want you know like I understand that dynamic but it was a little bit like I kind of felt bad.
2: That's why it was nice to see Ariana's protective side come out where she's like oh everyone loves Schwartz and Sandoval gets all the bad you know rap. But. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. She comes outside and you think she's like not going to say anything or like come for anybody. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I actually have a bone to pick with you. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> here we go, Ariana.
0: I have a slight bone to pick with you. Oh, no. I'm honestly really f-ing sick of watching my boyfriend be the mouthpiece.
3: How
1: is he the mouthpiece? Tom's always
0: the one who looks like an owl when I know what you guys say behind closed doors.
1: Do you think when Stasi goes to get her? vajazzling done Mm -hmm. do you think there was a male cameraman in that room or a female camera person (laughs) oh
2: good point you know
1: like I was like who is standing behind there right now just like straight in like that shot was like straight into her vagina (laughs) right and like
2: you just have to trust that there's gonna be Blurs put in all the right spots. Right,
1: right, and there were, there were, there was. We saw a little (laughs) bit of the jewels, maybe. You know, we got a little bit of like, oh, that's close, Stassi, but we were safe. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine, by the way, if you took off someone's pants and it was like?
1: I am curious about that. Is that a more common thing than I think? I
2: feel like it was a thing years ago. That
1: feels like a very 2001 type of thing. Right. Low-rise jeans. Right. Vajazzling. <laughs> I mean, that was the time for it. But, you know, whatever. If Stassi wants to do it, all the power to her. Maybe Bo likes it.
2: Yeah. little treat for the eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Megan, I know you get annoyed every morning when I text you asking what I should wear to work, but... Yeah, oh I do. Well, that's just because i you always look so stylish, and I like when we coordinate. Oh, stop.
2: I mean, I am pretty stylish, but sometimes I want to be comfortable, too. And the good news is that with Beta Brand, comfy and work-appropriate go hand-in-hand. Hand. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants feature comfortable styles that are appropriate for the office. They have options for all sizes, shapes, and tastes, including skinny, boot-cut, cropped, and more. So you can go with a variety of options in your closet. Hey, and they also have pockets, which is a plus. So I chose the skinny, and I couldn't believe how comfortable they were. Compared to other jeans, which are tight and restricting, these are perfect for, I don't know, long hours on a plane ride? Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants make your days more stylish and your mornings a lot easier. Daily Dish listeners can go to betabrand.com slash dish to get 20% off a pair. That's b e t a b r a a ND.com dot com slash dish to get 20 percent off your dress pant yoga pants all right so let's talk about the real housewives of beverly hills
1: the plot thickens once again with the doggy drama
2: yes we are not out of puppy gate yet
1: so i wanted to ask you about why john sessa Mm-hmm. is not being held a little bit more accountable because I think last week we talked about like why is everyone trusting the word of John Blizzard and in this episode given what comes out with the text messages and everything I think we're seeing a little bit more of like there's still another kind of middleman in between this message getting carried along to Teddy and I think it's a little bit Sessa.
2: Right. And just for everyone's clarification, Sessa is the one who is Lisa's partner in Vanderpump Dogs. John Blizzard is the younger works for Vanderpump Dogs.
1: Sessa is quite muscular.
2: Pouty lips.
1: Yes, pouty lips, like looking very like Beverly Hills, bro. All right, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But they do say, you know, like at one point they talk about how, you know, Lisa says you can tell anyone about it. And John, I think Sessa specifically perhaps was the one – to give Blizzard the direction to tell Teddy.
2: Well, right, and I think, hasn't it been sort of said that even Ken told Sessa, drop it? This is, like, you're talking about PK, my friend, Mm -hmm. and Sessa was too angry to let it go, but again, this is all through word of mouth. Like, we didn't see what actually happened, and that's the frustrating part. Right. What do you think about Teddy's part in all of this?
1: I feel like of everyone on the show right now. Erica's sort of reaction is very much like mine where she's my favorite moment of the episode was when she had the the bubbly in her hand. She's like, "Tell me about it, Teddy. Yeah. What's the tea? What'd you do?"
0: What'd you do? <laughs> we should get the truth. What'd you do? What'd you say? What were you almost going to do?
1: It's so good because it's true and and she kind of brings up and it they flash back to the reunion where, you know, Erica's kind of like, "I don't think you're as innocent as you pretend to be." And this was sort of proof that she isn't and you know she does come across as very sincere and genuine and someone who wouldn't really get in the mix the way that she sort of has but she kind of admits it to erica in the weird chapel that she has in her house that she's like i got caught up in it and i i'm you know I it just happened and i i feel like i can understand that how can you not at a certain point get caught up in it
2: yeah i totally agree with you about erica though because it was, like, to Teddy, she's like, I totally understand. I get it. It's good you're coming out. But then in an interview, she's like, I told all of you. Right.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, Teddy is a real housewife, so she's got to bring it. She's right. got to bring it. And she definitely, definitely has. Well, on a positive note, though, this was the first time that Teddy has ever been to Erica's house. So it's kind of furthering along their friendship and Mm -hmm. seeing how that they've been able to put everything that's happened between the two of them in the past. And I do still appreciate that they're able to sort of nurture this friendship and that Teddy even feels comfortable kind of going to Erica in this situation. I also have to say I very much appreciate Erica's very low brow taste this season like
0: i have a budweiser
1: she ordered a budweiser in this episode and like in the very first episode of this season she got like a coors light or something i don't think it was a Coors. it was like a heineken maybe (laughs) (laughs) but a budweiser is like that's crazy
2: do you think that she's like she knows what she's doing do you think that she maybe has gotten pushback from fans about being too unrelatable, and now she's like, Hey, I'm one of you.
1: I feel like she was at one time channeling the bitchy gaze, and now she's channeling the like, oh, whatever, I'll drink a Budweiser kind of gaze, you know, like who are just a little bit more not as high maintenance.
2: It was, uh, it just reminds me that I think it was like season two of Real Housewives of New York. Kelly Ben Simone would always be like, I drink beer. I drive a Ford. I drink beer. I drive a Ford. And Bethany was like, just because you drink beer and drive a Ford doesn't mean you don't live in like a $10 million apartment. Right.
1: Which is exactly Erica's situation. (laughs) I mean, her house is enormous. She has acres of land, as she points out to Teddy in this episode. Another question that I think we all still a little bit have, and you know, I love Denise Richards, but what is it that her man does? It's not the most traditional of careers. <laughs> yeah. And then this whole, like, obsession he has with these numbers.
3: So numerology, if you add it all up, it's infinity, 8. Add what up? That's just September 8th. The September is the ninth month, Yeah. right? So 8 plus 9 is what? 17, right? Right. 1 plus 7
1: is that 8. Is
0: 8. So is that a, a good luck...
3: Number.
0: What do you think? Infinity, baby. Were you
1: following what he was saying at all?
0: Yeah,
2: because I never understood. Like, to me, I'm like, I mean, I followed it. I just don't get it. Yeah. Like, you can break down any number and make it whatever you want it to be. Well, that's sort of the whole
1: point of like math and numbers is that they are patterns that are like you can combine together to get new results, but to sort of put like, some very strange meaning behind it where he's like eight plus seven is that and then eight is the infinity number and she's like okay great you want me to plan a wedding in 10 days like i don't care about your numbers like we need to figure this out
2: yeah that i mean i just don't understand why they would want to get married that quickly but good for them
1: it definitely makes sense though because i do feel like when we heard about her wedding It felt, like, very sudden. Like, I was like, oh, Denise Richards is joining the house. Oh, Denise Richards is getting married. Like, it all did seem very sudden for, I think, us as, like, consumers and viewers at the time. So, to see it just, like, randomly come up while they're drinking, like, tequila on the rocks, you know, I was like, oh, wow, okay.
2: We're we're doing it. We're
1: going right for it. I did also appreciate in this episode... Uh, Kyle and the whole bringing Sophia to school and like going through that whole experience. because we saw that, you know, uh, this season also with Cynthia going through that with Noelle. Both of them actually going to school in D.C. as well. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they hang out.
2: Maybe it's a (gasps) spinoff.
1: Oh my God, I would love that. (laughs) It's like Gossip Girl, but not.
2: (laughs) So Real Housewives of New York? Never heard of it. (laughs) So can I just say... I appreciate and respect that Dorinda has decided she doesn't want to drink this season. She's done. She She's taken a break. I don't know that we should be replacing nights out drinking with mermaid
1: photo shoots.
2: I've got
3: mermaid
0: outfits. Oh my God. Oh my and God. you can either do with tail or just with the flipper feet.
1: That's what I was planning for us later today.
2: <laughs> like, I, I just didn't understand the point.
1: Well, you know, it seems very random because I think, to your point, it's like, what do you do as adults that want to hang out with other adults that doesn't involve food or alcohol? Right. Like, what else do you do with each other? <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, well, I can think of a But you know what I mean? Like, I think about that sometimes with my friends. Like, it's very much a part of our everyday lives of being like, when you haven't seen a friend of yours in a while, you're like, let's get drinks. You know, it's never like... Let's go play mini golf, but maybe it should be.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with an activity, and you know housewives love, like, a random activity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But just to dress up like mermaids for a photo? I, I don't
1: know. I thought they all looked fabulous, at least. I mean, everyone's looking extremely snatched this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no cool (laughs) (laughs) i mean given all that dorinda's been doing lately to focus on her health and she has been exercising a lot more i mean she looked fantastic when she put that mermaid suit on maybe
2: that was the point right like dorinda wants people to know hey i look freaking good right now so let me come up with a sort of reason we all need to get undressed
1: that's true that's very true that might be why she did it
2: i'm on to you dorinda Uh
1: One of the craziest things I think that came out in this episode um, was when Barbara and Bethany, they're all kind of recapping the intervention with Luann and they kind of are talking to her about, you know, we saw you spiraling. You were looking for all this money, like all of this crazy stuff was happening. And Barbara says in her interview that she actually was able to get power of attorney to stop Luann from making some of these like really radical decisions.
2: Right. Okay. So that means that Luann had to sign it over.
1: I don't exactly know how power of attorney works, but it must, you must have to provide some level of evidence of being like this person can't be in control of their own finances or what have you. But like, there definitely had to be some crazy steps that she took to really make sure that Luann didn't do anything completely rash.
2: Insane. I know. I mean, great. Uh, what a responsibility for Barbara to take on. And honestly, just that whole story of how. They're all working together to undermine, like, the crazy emails Luann was sending out. Then they're going back and getting her phone and being like, forget that, you know. It just, it it was nice to hear about this, like, very female empowerment and, like, protection.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I think, you know, we didn't really know how bad it was with Luann. and, And you don't know until you hear people talk about it firsthand and what they went through, you know. And, like... Going back and just looking at the reunion and the way that like Bethany kind of like doesn't really dive too much into it, you know, saying what happened with Luann. But now that it's sort of coming out and Barbara's more in the mix, like it's just it's so wild to think what they've all been through and then to really just step back and think about how far Luann has come just in the last year.
2: Right.
1: Like I mentioned earlier, too, I wanted to talk a little bit about Sonia kind of being right in the middle of this situation and kind of not really knowing where her alliance is and, and trying to kind of be very diplomatic and like I don't want to get in the middle like it has to be a really tough position to be in what are you doing how come you're not staying with me
3: I'm so surprised you're out in the Hamptons you're staying with Ramina.
0: <laughs> well you know I usually stay one summer with you one summer with Ramona and I guess this is my summer with Ramona you're a
3: Give traitor
0: traitor <laughs> you're a freaking traitor here I am again back in the middle of Luann and Ramona feels so comfy.
1: And I feel like that's happened with me a lot in the past. Like I generally get along with a lot of people and I have a lot of friends but that also means not all of those friends are always getting along with each other or even like each other to begin with. So I have felt like being that middle person who just wants everyone to get along and everyone to just like come to the clam bake. Like let's have a good time. Like let's go out to dinner. It's the Hamptons. You know, it's, it's really tough to be in that situation and I think Sonia kind of probably feels really torn. Like Whose side is she supposed to be on?
2: Right. What do you think about the fact that Dorinda wouldn't apologize to Luann?
1: I think it's a little bit like, you know, I asked Dorinda about that. And so you guys will hear that interview at some point soon, too. And she kind of didn't really have an answer for it. And I think it becomes one of those things where maybe you're just too stubborn and you just have too much pride. And if you really don't think that you've done something wrong and you can't get that pride out of your way like i think that's what help help like keeps help holding dorinda back and i feel like we've seen it on a lot of other situations with other housewives where like sometimes they just apologize just to move forward and sometimes that's what you need to do but it seems like dorinda is a little too stubborn about it but then she sends that text message.
3: Oh, I got a text from Dorinda. You
4: did
0: not. What does it say?
3: When you haven't forgiven those who've hurt you, you turn your back against your future. When you do forgive, you start walking forward. Tyler Perry. I mean, She's you gotta... sending you
4: quotes from You gotta Tyler be
3: Perry? kidding me. I mean,
2: it's beyond.
3: <laughs> a quote from Tyler Perry. How deep.
2: Do you think someone like Tyler Perry gets a bunch of, like, ding, ding, ding on, like, the premiere day of Real Housewives of New York and is like, what? What's happening? Like, a housewife just used your quote. (laughs) I'm sure
1: someone alerted him to that As a
2: shady (laughs) non-apology. Right. I mean,
1: it's so funny because I feel like everyone started ripping on, like, Tyler Perry. Like, why not Gandhi? Like, why not all these other people? And to Dorinda's defense, you know, sometimes I think... You don't have the words to say what you're trying to say. So you have to resort to using like a quote or somebody else's words. That being said, do we feel like there are many other options she could have gone with?
2: Right. We don't we don't need the wise words of Medea necessarily.
1: And that's my question, too. Like in what context did Tyler Perry (laughs) say that? Like, was it a Medea movie or was it like an interview like with Oprah? Like, I don't know where that came from. But it seems a little random. Like, what did she search for on Google? Like, quotes about forgiveness. And, like, that was the first that came up.
2: And it was shady because it was like, you're holding your life back if you're not going to forgive me. Right. Basically. Right.
1: And it was a little bit like, again, Dorinda being stubborn and just not being the one to own up to it or just, you know, apologize. Like, at that point, given what. Luann had been through, like I do feel like Dorinda should have just at that point been like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Let's move on. But instead she used Tyler Perry.
2: And now she's missing out on the clam bake. <laughs> and
1: now she's missing out on the clam bake, Which I also noticed in this episode there was a lot of neon. I don't know if you noticed that, but like Dorinda was wearing like a neon tracksuit. Ramona put on those, those crazy shoes. heels. Yeah.
2: Woo. Woo.
1: That was too much. It was a lot. That was a little bit too very much. Very Miami. Yes, absolutely. And then she turned on those crazy eyes when she showed up to the clam bake, just like saw Luann from across the (laughs) room. (laughs) Megan and I just did the crazy (laughs) eyes to each other just in case anyone wasn't sure what was going on. The other thing I actually do appreciate about this episode, and I guess Ramona in particular, I kind of like the idea of setting a timer when you're at a party that you don't really want to be at. And you have, like, a 30-minute warning and then, like, an hour warning of just being like, okay, you know what? Let me check in. Because I feel like this must happen to you, too. Like, you go out somewhere and you're like, I'm only going to stay for an hour. And you check your watch and all of a sudden two hours has passed. And you're like, I was going to leave at 10. Now it's 10. But, you know, like, right?
2: No, totally. But can I say, I think it's a little rude for them to be showing up to a party saying they're going to stay at max an hour. Right. It's a party where you're eating food. An hour is, what? What?
1: It's not enough time it's to, like, socialize, time. to have something to eat, to, like, catch up with the people that you're supposed to catch up with. Yeah. It was also, like, I've heard very different information on how many people were at this clam bake, But to me, it looked like it was about 24 gay men and then <laughs> the Real Housewives of New York and Barbara. Like, it didn't look like... Like a huge party, but it looked like the gays, the Hampton gays were out in full force.
2: Yeah, probably there to see the real housewives. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Sonya goes right over to a group of them as soon as she gets there. She's like, hey, guys. (laughs) Those are her people. We are her people.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: So not to toot my own horn, but people are always saying, you smell amazing, what are you wearing? So I'm lucky because thanks to Scentbird, I've been able to mix and match a ton of designer fragrances. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. It's a way for you to discover new fragrances without buying an entire bottle. There are more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from, Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Cartier. Cartier. Try the brands you want, it's the real deal. My taste can be expensive, and sometimes I end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles or I've been wearing too many of the same fragrances for years. So with Scentbird, I found a way to have great taste and mix up my fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Just this last month, I ordered English Laundry Oxford Blue, John Varvedo's Dark Rebel, Prada Luna Rosa, and Versace Dylan Blue. What's really cool about Scentbird is you can go on to the website and take the True Scent Quiz to discover more personalized recommendations for your taste. You can choose the perfume you want to try, and they send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times a day for the whole month. So we're offering an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash dish and use my code dish for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird.com, S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash dish and try your first perfume or clone for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing.
2: So I got to talk to Katie Maloney Schwartz and Stassi Schroeder about Mm -hmm. what's happening this season on Vanderpump Rules and got them to talk about Kristen and Carter I feel like they did not hold back, and about that explosive argument between Katie and Sandoval. All right, everyone. We are here with a couple of the witches from WeHo. We have Stassi Schroeder, Katie Maloney-Schwartz. Hello and welcome. Yes.
5: What's up, witches?
4: And in black. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought I looked like a cowboy today. To your but your dress? Did you change? I had three outfit changes. Oh, my God. You
5: bought this. Yeah, I, I did. I saw that. That's but
4: I, rea- I already got lipstick on it, and I had to hide it in the <sighs> thing. But like, I, re- I thought I looked like a cowboy today, and now when I put my jacket on, I look like George Washington.
5: You had on a dress. She had a dress on this morning. Oh. Anyways.
2: Are the boyfriends with you? Well, husband.
5: No. Nope. No. We're
2: solo this trip. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's been real exciting. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. For real. Um, so without the Kristen element, it's not a repeat <laughs> of solving.
5: <laughs> no.
4: <laughs>
2: <A>
4: definite, <laughs> definitely not yeah. a repeat of solving. You guys yeah.
2: have to explain it to me. The
4: whole... We sol- don't even know. We don't know. We,
2: we don't know why Kristen expert. freaks
4: out. We have no idea. You could help us more than we
2: could help you. Mm-hmm. Right, because this trip was not across the country. No.
4: But it, it, but it
5: looked like a place... She'd been, that uh, was, you know. We thought it was Copenhagen
4: PTSD. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's you know. a good theory. So, <laughs> I just,
2: I really, I don't know. Well, I, because you two are here together, I really wanted to talk about this whole Carter situation. Great. I think. <laughs> awesome. Oh. She'll be thrilled. With <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I think it's hard for a lot of us watching the show to reconcile the Carter you guys describe and the one that we see on the show. Totally, you have I've that seen that as well. Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he seems very what? even-tempered and like, "Love you, babe. We're gonna get through this." Uh, um. I don't know
4: what to <laughs> say. I really don't. I. I honestly, I'm gonna start off with this. Everything that we know about Carter is from Kristen calling us or texting us every single day of our lives. Yeah, every single day. Like not mm-hmm. one that goes. There's like not one that goes by. So this has been years of us getting these calls, which and is us, fine, which is totally fine for a while. But then it gets to a point where we're like, what the f? Like what? Like what? is this and whenever you guys love to just fight and then i guess go out in public She's like well we're better in public we don't fight in public so that's why we like being around people (laughs) so i'm like well then i don't know what any of this is all i'm going on is what you have constantly told us because you guys don't fight in public unless kristen has made all of this up that
5: i mean that that and i like that would be a weird theory. that would be a very weird theory but you know who knows maybe I, i i don't it's just we are both coming from a place of, of love and wanting the best for our friend. And, you know, we've already we've exhausted every other yeah, technique and frustration of now. consoling, yeah. of soothing, of all of that. You know, we've tried to be the soundboard, the advice giver, the shoulder to cry on the listener. Just like so. everything we've tried from every angle.
4: And now it's like I can't just ha- like be at your beck and call because you don't ever want to go home. Like I can't then sacrifice like my alone time and my time in my life to just constantly like be there when you don't do anything about your situation. And so we're frustrated and then it comes bubbling up and we just or I at least explode because I'm like, "Ah, this is insane. And now you're pretending like everything is okay after 24 hours. Like it's I can't even explain it on this podcast. (laughs) I
2: know. Well, it's like really annoying. It's frustrating. But Carter then, and we see in tonight's episode, is like, you guys are the problem. Yeah. Well, that was hysterical. Adorbs. So we're Adorbs. the reason that her and her boyfriend fight. If I you ever know. went to my
4: friends and was like, you know what? Me and Bo have been fighting a lot lately, and it's because of you guys. <laughs> How does that make any sense? It doesn't. Like, it was the most (laughs) preposterous, weird thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, okay, let's just say in some crazy ass world that that is a possibility, then don't come to us anymore. Then, like, what do you mean? Okay, well, then the last two and a half years, like, you shouldn't have been coming to us. Like, I don't. Watch Up and Live is gonna
5: suck. Let's just say (laughs) it. Let's just. Yeah. um, Let's just say it's. Everything of like Kristen Carter. It feels just familiar. Like, we've been here before with Kristen. We've all been here before with Kristen when she dated Sandoval. And, you know, that relationship went on for, like, an extra, like, two years than it should. And it ultimately, like, destroyed our friendship because we got to the same point where we couldn't take it anymore. And we wanted, you know, we wanted better for her. We wanted her to be happy. That's a choice that you make every day to be happy. You have to work at it. And if you're not, then change it. And she wasn't. She wasn't. And then you know it just it, it, we didn't talk then for a year and a half and so in effort for us to to avoid that from happening again we tried to like use this tough love and like kind of like paint the picture that she's been painting for us all along and uh that didn't go so well and then she went home to carter and basically made it sound like we just like talked a bunch of shit about carter when it was only stuff that we knew because of her i would not have known that stuff if she hadn't told me
2: yeah so, and it's not good. <laughs> well, I think just going off of the history we've seen on the show, if they break up, it won't be it won't be swift. It'll be a slow burn breakup. This Must has be- been a slow <laughs> burn.
4: It's been. I thought maybe they were gonna break up a year and a half ago. This has now been like. Yeah. This is this is all we're in the slow. We slow tired. Burn. We're in it. All right. We, we are
3: we're tired. tired. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, changing topics to something not more positive. Um, In the mid-season Super Tease, we see Sandoval really laying in on you. Mm -hmm. And he was in here last week, and I was like, what? What's the story behind that? And he's like, you know, we film a lot, so I don't always remember. Oh, honey. Okay. (laughs) So do you remember? I
5: remember very well. Yeah. I mean, I get, okay, Sandoval has underdogitis. So basically anyone that's, you know, on the outs, not friends with everyone for whatever reason, very good reasons. Often he loves to like really (laughs) befriend them and like, but him and James like aren't like that tight of friends, honestly. But anyways, uh, he just like really went from me and wanted, you know, to blame me for everything and not hold James accountable, which is the main point of everything I was trying to make this summer when it came to James is that no one, has held him accountable. We've seen him mess up, do really, really sh-ty things to a lot of people. Apologize, laugh that he got away with it, and then do it all again. So, are we going to keep this cycle going, or is someone going to stand up and say enough is enough? So that's what I'm doing. I got a lot of backlash for that, and also from my friends that I, you know, like all that I didn't expect because he's not only best friends with my husband, but you know, business partners. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really bold choice of him to do that, and then to label me. In such a way that is not accurate. I'm not uh, going and attacking innocent people. I'm not. I, I, I'm not provoking James. I'm just putting my foot down and not tolerating this anymore because no one else is. So um, I just. I was hurt by that because I had talked to him and I told him like I know your friends with James. If that's your choice, good, great, have fun. But I'm not. You know, I'm going to separate that. I'm gonna, I want. You know, I, I still want to maintain and protect my friendship with you because I do value that. And so he wasn't really honoring that the same way and so that was that was hard for me especially you know I didn't and I didn't want Tom to be put in the middle of that either mm. so
2: well one thing that was insanely positive about tonight's episode is the conversation with Bo's mom yeah yeah literally cried watching it watching so did I I, <laughs> did I, know. I know, <laughs> so did I <laughs> Oh, like seeing the look in Bo's eyes when he's finally listening to that conversation. I know. I just want to
4: just bang
2: him right now. (laughs) Just like ah, I know. Did he call you right after that? No,
4: he didn't because this is his first time doing like interviews. I mean, this is his first time doing everything. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he, like, just comes back, like, really stressed. He's like, my mouth is dry. I don't think I was funny. They didn't laugh at anything I said. And I'm like, I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> so he's not like, I also listened to the the tape of you talking. He didn't know. He that's didn't tell nice me about surprise,
2: that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would want to get uh, engaged on camera? I think that that's what my life is now.
4: I think we've given up so many of our, our precious moments that like and these are all my best friends that like that is what it is like we've now committed to like sharing all of our moments and I think and, it's just yeah. as special to be able to share that with everyone now than if I were to like have that privately
5: I think yeah I think also it's almost like you feel like you owe it to our I audience, know I am I, I seen do seen feel that grow, they've seen all of us yeah. grow and d- go through so much that it's yeah. like robbing them of, I, of something that they've been waiting for I do feel that responsibility yeah. yeah,
4: totally. I, like, mean, I feel like when I give birth, I'm going to have to have the camera right <laughs> in between my badge, yeah. like right there, just like seeing like the first thing before anyone else sees it. Like Wouldn't be the first time yet. Uh, doing a show
2: mm-hmm. for that long. It makes you feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's good also because, you know, you have been sort of the patron saint of scorned women, you know, to season <laughs> one. There we <laughs> <you laughs> go. There you go. You know, <laughs> like the redemption story. And like, yeah. A lot of people get fucked over, and it's okay. Yeah, well, it's worked out for me. It took a really long
4: time, and hopefully, <laughs> it continues to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I yeah. It's it's been a freaking journey. Mm. <laughs> it's I mean it's nice. This has been the first time I've ever been on the show with somebody that I was in a relationship with like this. Right. You know what I mean? And and like had a partner. I've always like from season one because Jax and I broke up like the first. Within the first like couple of days of filming yeah. season one. And I always looked at everybody else like that were in relationships. I'm like, that must be so nice to have a partner, to like have a teammate. And finally, like and season sharing all seven of
5: your, airing all of your dirty laundry.
4: How so, yeah. nice
2: was that be?
4: But <laughs> it was nice to be able to have a partner in it and to have a partner in it.
2: Yeah. What is life like when you guys aren't filming the show? Like the same. The basically the same. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
4: I feel like it's more entertaining.
5: All of us still like all hang out and like, you know, Jackson Brittany Bernie still are down the hall from me and Tom. And, yeah. you know, we all do basically everything together. We travel. We were all just together in Nashville for Kristen's birthday. So it's basically the same stuff that you see. That we need new friends. <laughs> well, does no she know new no friends? <laughs> does Sheena
2: still hang out when yeah. you guys aren't filming too? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah she is.
2: It's sometimes hard to tell where the friendship is with her, especially this season. I can s- understand that. Yeah. I, yeah, think, I, yeah. Think I mean, we she
5: doesn't hang out as much as. But I think we finally figured it out because I think before it was like it was like kind of like all or nothing with her. Like you're either my best friend or we're enemies. And that was really hard because I'm like, no, there doesn't need to be like that because, you know, she she likes a different kind of friendship than I think a lot of us are capable of. But doesn't mean we still don't want to be friends. And, you know, yeah. I think she is she's in a much better place than she's been. And so it's like we've, we're just back to like having like fun
2: and hanging out with no expectations and no, you know, no rules. Yeah. I want to know, since you have such strong opinions on other people's relationships, what you think about Lala and Rand? Because th- the last episode was the first time that we got a hint that he's not perfect, which I mean... Of course, no one's perfect, but it's yeah. the first time she has sort of laid it out in such detail. Well, yes. I didn't
4: even know about it then. It I found out, at, like, when I was, like, in interviews. And they're like, so let's talk about Randall and Lala breaking up. I'm like, when the f- did they break
5: up? <laughs> I didn't know. That has so. been the, that has been an area that Lala and I have only recently then, in that moment, got to. Because, you know, we, we, we weren't, like, best friends from the start. I think everyone. Yeah knows that <laughs> uh but, but you know over the last two years like we've slowly like worked up to the place that we are in now so i mean definitely her talking about her and randall wasn't really like something that she would come to me about because i did have some strong opinions about <laughs> their relationship before um so yeah hearing that wh- I, yeah I, I didn't know what to make of it because i didn't know if i like was supposed to say anything if she wanted to hear me say anything or if she just wanted me to listen Whatnot. But I, I, it did come as a bit of surprise. I mean, she doesn't often share intimate details about their relationship. She only says, like, wonderful, nice things about him. So to find out that there was trouble between them was, you know, like, all right, well, this is a real relationship. And it has real problems. And, you know, she just, even though it was short-lived, it was a little
2: bit of a, it was kind of like a pivotal moment for them, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So it didn't, like, change your feelings on if they should be together or not
5: no I mean I didn't have like you know again because I don't I don't know much about their relationship that was the first time she'd like spoken to me like that so I you know in my head I was just, just like they do their thing you know we'd spent time with them and they seem great together They're, you know it's a lot different than I in my head before had expected it to be but no I, I don't I don't know yeah every it, time I'm around is. them they just seem like a really great
4: couple yeah. so when I hear things like that I'm like okay sure mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Call me later.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you tell us about the rest of the season?
5: We have so much fun.
2: <laughs> well, we have a lot of fun. I feel like this like
4: this season is different because it's like not one single storyline where it's like you have to pick a side and then fight for that side. It's all very like mashed up and like everyone has their own sh- with just different people that's going on. And I think that's like
5: interesting and different. I feel like it's always very convoluted, but yeah. I think I think um, this is the first time you're seeing like people really kind of like bond, like bind to like you know the girls for the first time are all like rallying behind each other and we're yeah. all like we're all friends and we're all getting along and it's great. Doesn't mean that like it's always <laughs> perfect. I mean, right. you know. Um, but I I think I'm really excited for everyone to see our trip to Mexico because that has been my favorite trip that we've ever I'm not been on. Well, oh, I hate. Freak okay, outs. that was that was. I hope that
4: that's just like really quick. I can turn into like a legit terrorist yeah. late at night. Like really bad. But that's not like a mystery. I but it, is it just toward <laughs> Bo
2: or is it toward everyone?
4: This trip I think just towards Bo, right? Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. it was mean to anyone else. No. Not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> when Stasi so says it it's bedtime, count. it's bedtime. Yeah, it's the lamest fight ever. It is but really like lame. it is so lame. But but,
5: but okay, other than that. The trip was awesome. Yeah.
4: Other than that, the trip was great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I just feel guilty. I'm still like riding on that guilt. I
2: still feel it. Good. Well, now I can't <laughs> wait <to see> it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This Thank was you. great. Thank you. Thanks. So, Teddy Mellencamp, Oroyave, or is obviously at the center of all of this dog drama on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, we talked about that in why it's not the only thing you're going to see this season. So I'm here with Teddy Mellencamp Roy Ave. How are you? I'm good. Look at that pronunciation. <laughs> I practiced. Yeah, I, I figured. Um, you were five minutes early today. Well, shocking. <laughs> In a shocking turn of events. Do you feel the pressure now? Like you have to be early. Here's the th- no. This is actually
3: like since I was like 12 year- or maybe 10 years old. I've always, I I like had a bad experience with being late and now I'm just, I'm always on time.
2: Love it. Um, So second season, how are you feeling? You know, it's. currently no
3: (laughs) no it's been good in the fact that i'm more comfortable this year i think going in last year i'd only kind of met dorit i didn't have any real relationship any strong relationships with anybody so i was really just getting to know everybody so i think people took my like being a little bit more quiet or being a little bit more passive as like that's that's me but that's just me when i'm getting to know somebody You know, like I'm not that person that walks in a room and I'm like, hey, I'm in the house. You know, like I like to kind of build relationships and then make those decisions. So, you know, I feel better in that way. Um, I had some fun this year. Last year I didn't have that much fun. So that's been great. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's been some some gnarly drama as well. So,
2: right. Well, to understand where we are today, I want to go back to the reunion last season. Okay, And it just seemed like. You know, you were in a tough spot with Erica and also Jeri. So then how did season 9 begin? So, season 9 um at first I'll talk on
3: Erica. When I mean even though at the reunion Erica and I were both like white knuckling that conversation, we both said we're moving on. And you know what? We did. And from the very first time that, you know, we saw each other this year, Uh, it was almost like that pressure was off. Like, whatever it is, we never did spend any time together, just the two of us last year. And so we never really got a chance to know one another. And there was just that built up whatever it was that just didn't have us meshing. And this year, I, I was at Kyle's, and I just remembered that she came in, she said hi, and just like, it
2: was like, oh, okay, we're cool. Like, whatever it was, was gone. What was it like, or I want you to describe the moment when you really felt huh, something's happening this season in terms of Lisa Vanderpump that I, I'm i not okay with. So I,
3: okay, so when I first got the very first call from John Blizzard, and, well, I got a text, call me, is everything okay? You know, like, that's how you react when anybody says call me. Like, just call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me what it yeah, is. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, and he just said, hey, you know, Lisa is trying to get Dorit to call her back. So she wanted me to tell you this story because she's going to text her Teddy knows. And, you know, at this point, I really, I just went along with it. I really did. And I I regret it. And I was told a very dramatic, very different story than you're seeing now. Um, And I responded nastily to it. And I, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, obviously... That's why she came to me. Not only am I new, not only did she used to call me lots last year and kind of try to make me feel okay and blah, 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 but she knew that I... I didn't get along with Dorit. She knew, you know, there was an instance, I forget when it was, but it was last year where I was with Kyle and Lisa was with Dorit and we were all supposed to meet for dinner. And Lisa was like, uh, well, Teddy, you know, tell Teddy that we can't meet because Dorit won't eat in the same place as Teddy. You know, so like little things had happened after the reunion that just kept it going. And she knew that. Yeah. But I, I knew the second I knew, knew, was at Vanderpump Dogs. You see me go in and I, and I start it. I, 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 in my mind, I'm like, is that her? But then I like retreat and I don't go through with it. And then you see John Sessa start to almost like panic and then he goes for it. And then once I saw, once he told the story, once I saw Lisa's reaction, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm set up. Why did I do this? Why did I go down this rabbit hole? Why Why did I go along with this plan when this is what she's doing? She's going to pretend she's totally clean in this. And I shouldn't even be involved. And this isn't even about a dog. Because if it was about the dog, when Dorit called Lisa to say, I gave the dog away, if it was really about the dog, don't you think they would have gone to that woman's house she gave it to and done a home check? Or don't you think she would have said, hey, Dorit? go get that dog and bring it back to Vanderpump Dogs. But no, because it's not about the dog. It's about the story. Mm.
2: You know, as someone who has watched every season of Beverly Hills, I can certainly see some patterns here in regards to Lisa Vanderpump, especially when you mentioned that she was calling you all the time. We've heard that before from Brandy Glanville, even Kyle Richards, you know, when things have come up and I don't know. Have you heard similar stories? from Well, I, I
3: think a lot of people, you know, after they watch the episode in the Bahamas where, you know, essentially, uh, Lisa Rinna narrated what was going on. Everybody's like, Lisa Rinna stirred the pot. No, Lisa Rinna. I, I already had realized that at Vanderpump dogs, but Lisa Rinna is speaking from experience. You know, I, I don't think, I, I think the mentality of like, this is a group coming together because they're upset. no, This is a group of people who have been personally affected by this behavior that continues to happen. And, you know, some of these women are gone now for that reason, for not being able to prove that this is what happens. And that's not okay. We all make mistakes. We all do things we regret. I made them. I apologize for them. I have to live with them, and I have to wait for them to play out. But the point is, I am not pretending that I'm perfect. And I am not doing things repeatedly to try to hurt other people to make myself look better.
2: Is there anything that you would want to say to fans? Because I I hear it a lot. People are saying, I genuinely believe Lisa Vanderpump. I genuinely believe Teddy. Like, I don't know who's telling the truth here.
3: I think, you know, the hard thing for fans to understand, and the hard thing for me to understand as being new to this, is that... (laughs) In my opinion, it is more important to Lisa Vanderpump to look good to the fans than it is to look good to her friend group. And that's why she does the things that she does. Because when you don't take into consideration what you're doing to all the people around you and you're only worried what the outside sees,
2: you're doing great. Mm. Yeah. What do you think the reunion is going to be like? I'm already looking ahead. I, I have no idea. But, I mean,
3: somebody asked me, like, are you nervous about the reunion? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because, you know what? When you're telling the truth, there isn't a problem with remembering how it happened. And when you own the things that you make mistakes on and you are able to move on from them, you're okay. It's when you are dead set and pretending that you have no idea what's going on, you're never at fault, you're perfect, blah, blah, blah. That's where it's just, you know, how, how do you move on from that? Yeah. M-
2: moving to a lighter subject, um, <laughs> I'm loving your friendship with Kyle Richards, and outside of the show, watching you help her celebrate her 50th birthday Oh, so amusing. <laughs> what can you tell me about
3: that birthday? Honestly, it was so much fun like we just had such a blast like it was so this is what I love about Kyle you know when you have a friend and it just feels effortless that's how it is with Kyle I can be having a good day she could be having a good day a bad day it does it crying happy no matter what it's better when this when you're talking to this person this person is going to help you get through it she's not going to judge you she's going like that is who she is to me she's somebody I truly trust she is somebody who's kind I love her family like everything about her. So like going and, so, and like, also I think it's a true Testament about somebody when you go away, like I went away with all of her friends, not involved with Real Housewives and I love them. Like they are great people. That's how you know, like she has a full life of amazing people surrounded her. And a bunch of people came up and gave little like speeches about her. And everybody said the same thing. Kyle has the amazing ability of making each one of us feel special. That's so nice and I think and I think that's true, and you know she's such a good person and she's empathetic, and she's funny as heck like i I feel really you know if the show's done anything, I feel really lucky that I have met her through the show.
2: Are you guys all on a group text chain? How do you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean most of the housewives are and it just fascinates me because I'm always like is there a name for the group?
3: There is. I can't give away my secrets. <laughs> but yes, I'm on I'm on a I'm on a couple group chains.
2: Right, cuz some don't include some. We I mean we you know, we've got,
3: like it depends where we are. That's how the groups are labeled. So it's like we have one from Hawaii which was like Camille's wedding, so it's the people that were there. that we have people from Provence. Like
2: you have to separate by events. Right. Uh, are, do you ever use gifts of yourself to communicate? No, we have not. <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: not to that level. No, we do use gifts, but not of ourselves. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I want to know about All In by Teddy Mellencamp.
3: You know, All In, It's it's truly been amazing. Like being able to grow the company, but grow it organically and being able to kind of this season, you're going to be able to see it too. Is like, I'm going through the, the struggles of, of growth and what that means for my life and for my family, for my kids, for my husband, for the balance. And like, I think that it's going to speak to a lot of other, you know, moms and women and entrepreneurs that are going through the same things like yes i want to scale but i want it to be organic i want it to be authentic yes i want to make money but i don't want to you know make money at the expense of changing what actually works which is that hands-on accountability which is why you know i've really made the decisions that i've made but truthfully being able to have a program and being able to have all in which is like a community of women that really just want the best for one another is amazing and it's been and honestly having this company has been holding me accountable to my health and fitness goals because i can't go back
2: yeah i wanted to ask because i mean really food addiction is just like any other and you know so do you ever worry about like falling off the wagon
3: i well one i've now created this to be a lifestyle change and i now have a, a huge group of people that I have to practice what I preach, and I know that. And it's different than before. I'm not just holding myself accountable for me. I now have 40 coaches and thousands of clients. So I can't say to them, oh, you have an early morning flight? Okay, get up even earlier, set the alarm even earlier, and then not do it myself. I have to also do it. I also have to carry through with it. If I'm telling a client "Yeah, I'm no skipping meals, it means the same for me. Like it's, it's all of those things. And I think the only confusing part that the show's made for it is people are like, how are you an accountability coach where you got caught up in puppy gate? And I'm like, I am an accountability coach for health and fitness. It has nothing to do with that. But when you are feeling good about yourself, You're able to take accountability for other actions. You're able to take action on things that are going on in your life because you know deep down that you're feeling good and you're doing what's best for you. Yeah.
2: Um, Lastly, what can fans expect from the rest of the season?
3: I mean, I have to say it's going to go away from Puppygate. There is. Yes. What I know. Don't be shocked. That mystery is going to be done soon. Um, but no, I, there is so many different surprises this year. Like just when you're like, Oh, everything's great. This is fun. Oh, I've never seen the girls have fun like this. And it's like, wham, something new happens. Like ball drop. Like so many times this year, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and the, and the worst part is it's real. It's actually happening. Like just, but it it really is. There's so many twists and turns throughout the rest of this, you know, the rest of the season that. You know, I think it's really going to be fun for fans to watch.
2: Great. Thank you so much. Of course. This is amazing. Let's do Rose and Thorn. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do Rose and Thorn. Okay, what was your rose? My rose, I had two. The first was Mauricio curling Kyle's hair for her while she's getting ready and FaceTiming with Teddy. And just like how proud he was when he got it right. Um, I thought that was nice. Honey, leave a little bit of the end out. I'm, if you hold it too long, the whole piece will burn off.
3: Oh, that was
5: actually impressive.
2: But also the moment when they're at the cat cafe And Stassi's like, I'm going to call this black cat Salem, like the basic bitch I am. And Ariana's like, that's Sheena's cat's name.
1: (laughs) Because of course it is. (laughs) Going back to Maurizio curling her hair, I thought it was really cute too. And I don't know if you've ever seen that viral video where a girl actually burns her. I was so afraid that was actually going to happen to Kyle. Because I was like, you're not expecting it because she's like on the phone. There's so many things happening. I was like, what if he really like burns a piece of her hair off? And then he does it so perfect so perfectly. I mean, he has four daughters. Like at this point, he should know how to use a curling iron. It's
2: true. What was your rose?
1: My rose comes from uh Mexican dynasties and it's uh Mari and Fernando Allende waking up at 1:30 p.m. and that is like their standard. Like <laughs> I want to reach a point in my life when I stay up until 11 p.m. drinking like champagne, like probably not with my 27-year-old son cuz like he should probably be living on his own at that point. But, like, I love sleeping late. Danny makes fun of me for it all the time. So if I could just be like the Allende's and sleep until 1.30 p.m. every day, the dream.
2: It does sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, what was your thorn?
2: My thorn is from Mexican dynasties. And it's the fact that brothers and sisters should not attend s parties together. And that's exactly what Oscar and Paulina did in this episode. And... I It makes me uncomfortable. Well, they okay. also brought
1: their mom, too. <laughs> I
2: mean, it was a family affair. It's just they're clearly very close. And I'm always suspicious of siblings who like each other too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think that especially to at that, you know, when you're a parent and you're approaching 50 secretly. He won't admit it. But we learned that from Pauline in this episode. You know, like, I don't know, S&M, is that really what your theme should be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: All right, what's your thorn?
1: My thorn is from Real Housewives of Atlanta, and it was the wig that Tanya chose to wear to Welcome to the Dungeon. I wasn't really sure what was going on there, and it looked like her real hair was, like, coming out the bottom And I was like, is this part of the look? Like, what? I I don't know what that was, but it just wasn't making me very happy.
2: It was kind of jarring, too. I felt like it was in a, you know, everyone was wearing black and sexy, and then you'd pan, and you'd, whoa, what? Right,
1: right. It was like a weird color, and just, like, volume-wise, it was just too much. And I think even Marlo threw some shade at her at one point, being like, get your ugly wig out of here, or something like that. She was throwing a lot of shade. uh, Yeah, it is Marlo. Well, next week, we're going to be talking to Dorinda Medley from Real Housewives of New York City. And we also sat down with Lindsay and Danielle from Summer House. And things are getting pretty crazy on that show. So I'm really excited to hear what they have to say. And guys, don't forget Project Runway returns to Bravo tonight.
2: Yes, make sure to tune in at 8, 7 Central. (laughs) Guys, let's keep the conversation going. We want to talk to you all week long, not just Thursdays. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Bravo TV.
1: Don't forget to use the hashtag Bravo Daily Dish.
2: Or reach out to us personally. I'm everywhere at Meg Segura.
1: And I'm Eric J. Mack, E-R-I-K.
2: And if you're on Facebook, join the Daily Dish Facebook
1: group. You can post about what you're watching, your favorite shows, who's your favorite housewife, ask a question, start some drama. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so check it out. You can also learn more about the podcast at bravotv.com. T T Y O. Bye. Bye.
2: Looking fun and I got my girls
1: with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them.